Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We've been saying it all week, but it doesn't get old. Eight teams, four games, two days. That's the road to Super Bowl 57. It continues this weekend with the divisional playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax. It's tomorrow. It's Sunday. You can listen to us for the next three hours. We'll tell you when the games are, how to watch them, or you can go to NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule. And then you can listen to all the other things we have to chat about. Here's a look there it at is. this weekend's lineup. Jags, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles. That's a good little Saturday. Bengals, Bills, and then Cowboys, Niners. Wraps it all up on Sunday evening as we welcome you inside today's edition of Good Morning Football. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Friday, January 20th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt. Hello. Schrager, Jason McCourty. Band a little disjointed this week. The band is back, back together on a We're Friday back. because we have some speeches, some things we have to get into Indeed. for special segments later. Last week there was a scooter involved. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you have something good for us this I week? I got all kinds of stuff for us. Yeah. And I like to think that the New York Post has a draft folder and they just keep their best stuff. For yeah. Days. I woke up this morning. Do you know who this is? Jason McCourty, you know who this is. Here's the New York Post before Giants-Eagles. Look at that creature on the left. If you zoom in there, it says House of Horrors. Jamie Erdahl, do you know who that figure is right there? Peter, I know you know who it is. I'm, an, I'm a home box office fan. Uh, that's the Crypt Keeper. And oh. the House of Horrors is the oh. Giants hoping to end a decade of hell at the link. <laughs> this is the good stuff. This one's been in the draft folder for, I don't know, about seven, eight, nine, ten mm. years. What do you think Tales from the Crypt was? 1990s? I'm going to say or 91, 92. Okay. Uh, they made a grave mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Tales from the Crypt, you know. Scary you guys I think they, I thought they just times, put right? a wig oh, yeah. and aged Nick Sirianni and put a helmet on him. I thought that's who it was. Dramatically. Possibly. Dramatically. Tales from the Crypt was real. All right, well, we're going to talk about that game. Never mind. We're going to talk about that game. We have plenty of other things to get to as well. Time for the lead block. Lead block. George right, Santos. Double back, though, to the Chiefs. Let's have them kick our show off today. They are the rested 
Number one seat, they are highly favored over the upstart Jaguars. Tomorrow, that game will be played. Patrick Mahomes has been unbelievable this year, leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns. The Chiefs are seeking their fifth straight AFC championship berth. Whew. Begs the question, does this Chiefs team feel like the juggernaut that the numbers imply that they may be. Not only this season, Peter, but really over the last couple. They do not. They not, do not feel like not the juggernaut. Not the 2022 Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I look at that logo and I'm not shaking in my boots and I'm not mm-hmm. worried about them putting up 50 points and how are you going to stop them. And I, you know, I think back to the Super Bowl year and it was like, the Titans game, everyone was like, okay, and then they just poured it on them. The Super Bowl, okay, and they found that way. This is a team that's lost to Joe Burrow and Josh Allen this year. I can't call you the juggernaut when I saw Josh Allen go into that building and win. I, I can't call you the juggernaut when Joe Burrow took care of business and won. I think they're the number one seed, deservedly so. But, hey, when you went into Kansas City, it wasn't enough. Burrow had it. When you played Buffalo, the other guy over there, he had it. Um, I'll go one step further. Their offense has been amazing, and their numbers they've put up have been historic, and all this stuff has been great. Is there going to be a moment in these playoffs where we're like, all right, we need that 79-yard bomb, or we need that that freak play, and we need that? I want to see if the Tyreek factor plays into things in the playoffs because he's always been that crutch. We know Kelsey's the guy, and Kelsey has all these playoff touchdowns. But when you need that Wasp play, there was always Tyreek. When you needed that huge completion uh, in the AFC divisional round against the Texans, Tyreek was there. Tyreek Hill has been such a factor, and for all season we've been making the arguments that, okay, they found a way to adjust mm-hmm. without him, and we've gotten contributions from the Sky Moors and the Justin Watsons and whoever else that's filled in with Juju and MVS who they signed. I want to see it first. Okay. Is it a juggernaut? Okay. I would lose sleep the night before a game if I'm a defensive coordinator. I have to worry about Kelsey and then also worry about Tyreek Hill and then worry about the mad genius that's Andy Reid. I'm not sure teams lose sleep on the Chiefs offensively mm. like they used to. And we'll have to see how it plays out. But I'm, the, I'm usually a huge Chiefs was, offense. Here it comes. Here it comes. I don't know if I have that same fear, especially after seeing what happened against Buffalo and Cincinnati this season. Mm-hmm. Wow. I might be unwise, my friend. Yes, they're a juggernaut. They're always a juggernaut. If you don't think they are, I, you, you got to really stop and think about this. Peter, you're a little too calm right now. You ever you ever watch uh, the National Geographic and there'll be like a crocodile and there's just like this stupid bird sitting on its head? It's like, yeah, it's no big deal. I sit here all the time. Yeah. It's done. Um, you mentioned the Tyreek thing. Are they a juggernaut, this Chiefs team, as compared to kind of the Mahomes era? Why don't we look at the last four years? Explosive deep shots, plays. Guys, this is past plays over 20 yards. Look at this year. Mm. 73. Last year, 58. The year before, 69. The year before, 59. It's not even close. Wow. These are big old game-breaking chunk plays downfield. Uh, you want to compare them to the rest of the AFC? Bills have a really good offense, really explosive. If you look at yards for the offense, the Bills are number two. Chiefs are number one. If you look at points for an offense, the Bills are number two. Chiefs are number one. Mm. Guys, um, this is no different, and they may even be better. I have come up with 50 different metrics of why this is Patrick Mahomes' greatest season ever, why he was better than last year. They are a juggernaut. They're always going to be a juggernaut. You can take them out of Arrowhead. You can put them in Atlanta or Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine. I don't care where you play that game. They are the baddest team on the block, and until you knock them off, they're a juggernaut last year, they're this year, and next year, yes, they are until they lose. Juggernaut's real powerful. Sure is. It feels like the kind of word or adjective that you can only apply to one team. And so you have to be very selective as to mm. how this goes. 
I, I'm with Peter that I think I need to wait a week because there's going to be some self-elimination that happens in Buffalo this weekend that I think will allow me to know who is the juggernaut in the AFC. If the Chiefs slam the door on the Jaguars, a hot Jaguars team, they're going to really make their case for juggernaut. What I've really enjoyed in watching the Chiefs this year and making their case for being such a juggernaut team is their run game. I've kind of liked how Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco have come on. The two of them have this great chemistry on the sideline. Pacheco fumbled a ball early this season against Texans. Jarek McKinnon was right there to pick him up on the sideline. It's this young run game that, you know, we talk a lot about the passing game and Mahomes, but, like, Mahomes is able to be creative with those running backs, and they're young. Pacheco has come on. That, to me, is like a missing key that if they were to be the definitive juggernaut AFC team this season, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with how much the run game has come on. Yeah, as I look at it, I'm like, all right, juggernaut, a huge, powerful, <laughs> overwhelming force. According to Webster. Or instance, it crushes everything in its way. Mm-hmm. And you look at this Chiefs team, are they crushing everything in its way? They lost, you said, the uh, Bengals. They also lost to the Bills. But – you can add the Colts in there. They lost to the Colts week Ooh. three earlier on in the season. Yeah, you can say, hey, it was just an anomaly. It was just one of those types of they games. They lost to the Frank Wright Colts? To the Frank And then Wright Frank Wright Colts. got fired and he beat the Chiefs? That's a good idea. Um, anyway. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, That's a discussion for a whole other day. Sirianni will join us on that one. Yeah. But this is right. a team that is still very good. But to your point, when you played them when Tyreek Hill was there, you go back to 2018 going against this team, you had to install a brand new game plan. You had to put your fastest player on Tyreek Hill and take your safety and put him over there. So now you're going into the game, you're like, I don't really know how this is going to work. We haven't ran a defense like this all season. We haven't gone against an offense like this that's doing all these different things just to stop one guy. So you look at this Chiefs team now. Are they extremely talented? Yes. You went over their numbers. Number one in points. Number one in yards. But it's still not that same team that we saw back in 2018 where I think it kind of came on the scene and Patrick Mahomes came out of nowhere and it was just like each and every week, how in the world do we stop these guys? So for me, are they extremely good? Juggernaut? Ah, crushing everything in its way. I'm not going to go that far. I do feel as though they're their favorites. They're the team that you look at and say, all right, this is a team we have to beat to get there. We've been in Owlhead Stadium for the AFC Championship game four years in a row. So they're a team where favorites. I think that's an okay word without going as far as juggernaut and me picturing this big buff dude just running through wall after wall. I don't think it's quite there yet. They've been in games. And I don't think Jacksonville is sitting there and going into this game like we don't have a shot. I think they feel very good. Josh Allen talked about it this week. We have to get after Mahomes, and they feel like they have some guys up front that can do so. I do have a defensive question as it pertains to Patrick Mahomes. If you are trying to game plan for them, while you don't have to have a whole new script when you go up against the Chiefs the way maybe you had to in the last Mm -hmm. couple years, there must be something that a team can do to not get themselves into a position that it seems like a lot of teams are doing where all of a sudden Mahomes is doing one of these, or Mm -hmm. he's doing one of these, and he's just making plays up. How do you prevent him from getting into that scenario where he can just embarrass your defense? Well, the off-schedule stuff you can't prevent because that is an innate ability that Patrick Mahomes has that whether you pressure him, whether you sit back in coverage, he finds a way to get out on the edge and be creative. It's like a point guard on a fast break. Jason Williams back in the day, he was going to do something to make you just wow. I think what's been impressive from Mahomes is we saw last year the Cincinnati Bengals dropped everybody in coverage and it was just like, all right, what do I do next? 
he hasn't struggled with that this year. Teams have dropped mm. people in coverage, and he's still been able to dissect it. So that's the, that's the thing with him. You can't stop everything. One of these young guys, whether it be Sky Moore or whether it be Justin Watson or whether it be Pacheco, it's going to have to step up in one of these games, and they always do it yeah. for the Chiefs. We've seen McCall Hardman step up in big spots. We've seen uh, Darius Williams come – or Damian Williams come up on a big game mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. Like One of these young guys going to have to step up and make his playoff run. All season it's worked, and I hear Chiefs fans already in my mentions being like, did you not watch us all season? We've been better without Tyreek. Playoffs could be a different deal. I just want to see which guy can step up and make that big Mm. play. And when you said 20-yard plays, that's great. Sometimes that Chiefs offense used to have that 60-yard play, that 70-yard play. Those plays haven't been happening as much. Mm. It's an interesting table flip today. I did not see you being the one that went with the juggernaut and everybody else was talking about it. I can't believe you guys aren't. It's it's not the bird on the crocodile. It's that maniac who puts his head into it. Nice. I'm telling you. Rested, ready, I think this is this is the real deal. I, mm. I, I think Jackson Wilson's going to have a hands full of Okay. Put it in the big font on Instagram, shall we? Story. All right, still to come on Good Morning Football. Joka. The divisional round starts tomorrow with young Joka in tow for the Chiefs. <laughs> Who will shine the brightest on the big stage? We're going to get the sunglasses out, and we're going to talk about our picks for that next. Nice. Plus, Lamar. Sounds like he's going to be staying in Baltimore after all. Ooh. So says John Harbaugh. We haven't heard from Lamar on that. We're going to check in with Ian Rappaport next to get the latest on that situation. We'll weigh in quite a bit as well. Baldo. That's good. That's how you start a playoff show. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> We're back on Good Morning Football. It's time to catch up with Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider. Ian, tough news out of Charlotte. Uh, the latest, please, on the Panthers coaching search. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers and owner David Tepper and that entire contingent was in New York the last couple days. They were set to interview Sean Payton today and a couple defensive coordinators yesterday. All of those are on hold. My understanding is because of the tragic passing of Anton Walks, a Charlotte FC soccer player, uh, everything is now on hold. And owner David Tepper flew back from New York, uh, is in Charlotte, is working with the team, is supporting the players, working with the organization to do everything they can. To, to focus on that, obviously, a tragic, very difficult situation just does not feel right. To that organization to do coaching search interviews right now, so all of that is on hold as far more serious matters have interrupted them. Obviously, more on that as we get it. Meanwhile, in other news, the Baltimore Ravens and Greg Roman, their longtime offensive coordinator who helped Lamar Jackson rise to the highest of heights, become an MVP, is now parting ways. The two sides have separated with Greg Roman walking away from the organization with one year left on his contract to pursue other opportunities. It's going to be a big-time opening. Of course, you get Lamar Jackson. Of course, you get uh, all that infrastructure there, really good offensive line and everything else. Lamar Jackson is, in fact, going to be involved in the offensive coordinator hire, as John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta mentioned yesterday. Meanwhile, Harbaugh said plenty of other things on Lamar in that press conference as well. Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of people and put people around him is based on this incredible young man and his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. You know, he, he and I were talking today too, and, and one of the things about Lamar that to me stands out, he's an incredible competitor. I mean, Lamar Jackson, all he wants to do is win. He's staying. That's it. He's staying. And I think that was one thing that was clear, guys. Lamar Jackson is not going anywhere. If they cannot work out a long-term deal, which they're going to try to do uh, in this period right now, he will be franchise tag. Does seem to be their quarterback for 2023. And I look forward to doing this all again next offseason if they don't strike a deal. Well, it's not the only quarterback we talk in about time in and time again on the offseason. So, Rap Sheet, buckle up. We just rely on you for that kind of information. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Ian, it's time for Mad Minute presented by National Car Rental. All right. Today, instead of doing what we typically do with games on the slate, we talk about games. You get a minute in each game. No, we're going to focus on non-playoff related topics starting with what we just heard about okay. the Ravens. 60 seconds on the clock to give our thoughts on each topic. Jay? Let's start with you. What do you make of the current state of this Ravens team? I love it. They, <laughs> they know who their quarterback is. Ian sat in that seat and he said, you can't move on from a guy like Lamar Jackson if you don't have anybody else. So there is no one else for the Baltimore Ravens. John Harbaugh said it. We've built our entire organization around him. And he has performed and he has done things as acts of him on the football field, off the football field. So I love this. I don't think they can let him out of the building and them letting us know that all the fans can take a deep breath and say, mm. okay, we have Lamar. That's great. They want him there. He wants to be there. But they, don't have a, they don't have a contract. I feel like they've been working on this thing for two years. Yeah. And so that tells me that they're like, 
all right, well, we do want you, but we're not paying you Deshaun Watson money. And he's like, well, yeah, you are. And I don't have an agent. And they're like, no, we're not. And this is where we've been for two years. So it's great that they want him. Of course they want him. This is a big deal to getting him a long-term uh, structure there, Peter. It's not still a long way away. I think it was interesting that when Rashad Bateman went down with an injury as a wide receiver, the first thing they did was go and trade for a linebacker and give him $100 million. <laughs> like, all that stuff. is like, So, yes, Harbaugh wants him. And I'm right. sure Eric DaCosta, the GM, 200%. wants him. 200%. But are you going to pay Deshaun Watson money? No. Because I don't think Lamar's come out and said, I'll take a, I'll take a company discount for you guys. It's great to hear from that side. Yeah. We'll see. It is. There's so much fodder. I, I, I can't go past the buzzer. All right, moving on to another team making changes this offseason. The Bucks have fired Byron Leftwich after four seasons in Tampa Bay as their offensive coordinator. What do we make of the Buccaneers parting ways with their OC, Kyle? I think when the books are written about this era of Brady's career, and they will be written, one of the strangest chapters is going to be about Bruce Arians. What the mm. hell happened with that? Mm. Why did he leave? Did Brady make him leave? The Byron Leftwich thing always seems more like a Bruce Arians thing than a mm. Todd Bowles. And now a year ago, it was like, when is he going to be a head coach? And now it's like, When's he going to be a coordinator again? Very strange chapter. You know, Byron Leftwich gets fired yesterday, and it's a firing. You know, some of them are like, he decided yeah. to step away. That was a fire. Terminated. Terminated contract. That like, sucks. Put on the big font. Fire. And that sucks, sucks for him. Chargers fired their offensive coordinator. Patriots looking for an uh-huh, offensive uh-huh. coordinator. Ravens looking for mm-hmm. an offensive coordinator. Jets, there's 13 offensive coordinator jobs mm. open right now. Uh-huh. Tampa, we don't know who the quarterback is. Like, you fire Byron Leftwich, but okay. Do you have a backup plan? Do we know who you're bringing in? A lot of these teams quickly were like, it wasn't the head coach, it was the offensive coordinator. I'm fascinated to see what they think they're getting instead. Somebody had to take the blame, and Byron Leftwich has been there when they won the Super Bowl, and they said he's been the guy calling the play. So all of a sudden, after a bad season, Byron Leftwich had to be the guy to be the scapegoat, along with many other coaches for the Buccaneers yesterday that they let go or either retired. So like you just said, who's the quarterback, and who the heck is drawing up the game plan and coaching the team next season? Peter, you have to go first on this next topic okay. because you created this next yes. topic. Peter had Chris Long on mm. his podcast, The Season, with Peter Schrager this week and discussed the future of Aaron Donald. Donald took to Twitter and said this, replying to a tweet from the clip of the podcast saying, yeah, I, I'm playing. I never said I wasn't. Okay. Then there's Patriots linebacker Matthew Judon entering the chat. Ain't nobody wearing 99 in New England, just mm. saying... Guys, are you buying this from Aaron Donald? Do you believe that 100% he plays next season, Peter? Yeah, he's playing. He just said it. (laughs) That shouldn't be the question. The question is, where is he going to be? So the conversation with some context is that uh, Chris Long said, you know, I I don't think he's retiring. I don't care about he's scrubbing his Instagram. I think he belongs somewhere else. Uh, Rams are in a rebuild. Trade him. Get the picks and let him finish his career somewhere else. And that's what's fascinating to me. Like, I never in a million years thought of Aaron Donald in a jersey other than the Rams, but he's still got good football left in him. He's coming off the injury. And Chris Long mentioned Pittsburgh. Like, can you imagine with the Steelers where he went to Pitt and he's such a Pittsburgh mm. fixture? And that got my mind running. But yeah, he's coming back. He said it. I like the Pittsburgh thing a lot. I don't know if he leaves LA. Who the hell knows? Everybody else got fired, I feel like, in LA. Uh, the Pittsburgh thing is like, is the dream. I also think Tomlin would be into it. They're, they're one player away and Watt and Donald. I mean, who knows if it'll happen? That's what I want to see, though. I mean, you can pick all the 31 other teams. Aaron Donald fits any team he <laughs> wants to go to, Pittsburgh or wherever. I mean, the Rams picked up Matthew Stafford's option, so you're bringing back an older quarterback, why in the world would you now trade away Aaron Donald? You're going to do that, then try to get rid of everybody Blow the whole start thing over. Up. But if you're going to still try to compete and bring back Stafford, you better keep Aaron Donald on the defensive Yeah, line. it's interesting, like a toe step into commitment with yeah. Stafford, yet you're not going to go jump all the way in two feet. Yesterday, excuse me, Joe Namath said on New York's WFAN Sports Radio that if Rodgers came to play for the Jets, he would have Namath's blessing to wear his retired number 12 jersey. 
What are your thoughts on these comments from the Hall of Fame quarterback, Kyle? Thank you, Joe. We appreciate the comment. We appreciate the content and everything. We love you, Joe. Uh, It's nice that he could have the number. I don't know if we could stand Aaron Rodgers in in this market with with all his eccentricities and his interests. Like, um, sure, that's. I don't even know if the Jets fans want that. I still think they're like crying in their tears about Lamar maybe going back to Baltimore. I I hope he still plays, but I don't want him to play in New York City. What? Aaron Rodgers? No, no, no. You said the Jets haven't been good in so long. They finally had a decent season, just missed the playoffs. Joe Namath, I, I, I love. Love it. The, the guys, the legends coming in, and they're not crapping on the pl- guys playing now. He's saying, come on over, Aaron. I sure got a jersey for you at 12. Come on. You can go ahead and take over Broadway. So, come on. I love it, Joe Nathan. Aaron Rodgers, are you looking for a new home? Why not? Come to this media. It gives us a ton to talk about. So yeah. We're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about Tampa. We're talking about a lot of these teams in Washington. Like, the Jets to me are fascinating because, all jokes aside, like, really good young offense. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. You've got those guys. Great defense. I don't know if without knowing the logo and the color and all that stuff of what the team is, like if you're to Aaron Rodgers and say, pick a spot, I don't think it's the worst place. Yeah. That's a good point, Peter. Here, I need yeah. you to do that again for this uh, next question. Just ignore right? that Jets logo. Yeah, it looks good. All right, let's think about this. This week has been a busy one for Sean Payton. Feels like his name is on every list for coaching interviews. Broncos, Texans, uh, currently the Panthers are on hold with their meetings, according to Ian Rappaport. As it stands today, though, Peter, do this. What is the best fit for Sean Payton? Which team is it? Or is it staying in television? I'll tell you what. It's interesting because he's, he's doing the rounds, and a lot of teams are inter- a lot of coaches are interviewing with Denver. Here's a couple nuggets I have on Denver. Um, apparently, Condoleezza Rice, former Secretary of State, is, is prominently involved in this thing. So right. are the rest of the ownership group. And the resources are there. The question with Denver is, do you want to go and coach against Herbert and Mahomes for the next decade? I think that's the biggest negative. That's nothing against Denver. I'm not sure Sean Payton's looking for that kind of thing. And not that he wouldn't want the competition, but you go to one of these other teams, Houston or Carolina. I I like Houston. I, I don't know if that's crazy. I like not only the division, there's a history there of being head coach slash GM that I think he would like. I think he'd have draft picks. I think he, it's Texas. You build it in your own image. I don't want any part of Denver, even if Mahomes and Herbert weren't in that division. I'm just not interested. Yeah, I like Houston as well. And you talk about kind of that GM head coaching nice. role as well. Nick Casero was in New England for a long time with Bill Belichick, who took on some of the, both of those things. So I think Houston fits. It's a clean slate, a ton of draft picks. And he can kind of do what he wants. And you mentioned the division. I mean, that is a big role if he's looking at that out there in the AFC West. AFC South is a nice the, one to land in. The Carolina situation is truly tragic. A 25-year-old young man, soccer player on FC Charlotte who's with Tottenham, passed away in a, in a tragic boating accident. So all the, this interview was so built up all week, Friday, Peyton and Tepper in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like the media's <laughs> like, Now it's on hold, and I'm fascinated to see how it plays out because at some point you turn the page, you start looking at other things, and things happen as far as the coaching hire goes. And I think there's a way Sean Payton ends up at Fox next year and mm. waits another year, and there's more openings next mm. year. If you're telling me Denver, Houston, and maybe Carolina are your options, mm. well, next year there might be a whole other new slate of teams that are willing to give the same money. Mm. Instead of playing with Russell Wilson, he'll play with Peter Schrager at Fox. Mm. Hey, mm. Uh, Fox Nation, let's ride. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Let's go with this one. The Cowboys and the Niners, they're going to be capping off your divisional round uh, this weekend. Let's take a look back at the wild card week. Right. Got them there. It is our lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Hey, it's time. It's time, Blue. One game. It's a one-game season. One game is it. We earned these both quarters right here. We got to go earn the next boat. Give me everything you got today, man. All out effort. All out violence. Birdie going to throw back middle. Wide open. Debo Samuel down the sideline. Debo. Touchdown. Football's fun of you. Fourth and goal. Play action. Bootleg to the left. Prescott all the way. Runs it in for the touchdown. You ain't slowing down. Birdie. Pretty good. You're pretty good. They have won the wild card game. All right, it's time for Who Will Deliver, brought to you by the United States Postal Service. These two are next to me doing the Mike McCarthy. It's the new thing. All right, Mike McCarthy really delivered, delivered those dance moves. He served them up. Cowboys 49ers, the outcome of this matchup will hinge most upon what, Kyle? On the play of Dak Prescott. This is a big day for Dak. This is the biggest day of his career. I don't know if this is the biggest day of his life. This is a massive, massive day for Dak Prescott. Got to play well. Fact is, he played a really clean game last week. He has not strung two of those together all season. And I hate to say, well, you got to cut down on turnovers because it sounds so lame. And I'm going to say, you got to develop the run game and win the special team. Dak, you can't throw this thing away. They don't have a shot if Dak throws a couple picks and fumbles against the Niners. They're too good. And I would just say, if he loses this game, 
that playoff game last week, whatever, it'll go into the ether. It won't be a part of any sort of legacy, any sort of conversation. It was that time he beat that crappy Bucks team, and then on a Monday night years ago, if you win this game, then all of the money, all of the mattress commercials, all of the media, all of the Jane Slater reports on your health, and all the stuff is like, Dak Prescott is in a bleeping title game with the Dallas Cowboys, mm. and he took out the Niners to get there. It's big-time stuff. It'll be talked about at the end of your career. Dak, you can do what no Cowboys quarterback has done in a quarter century. Oh, that go. play you made last week where you ran to the left and threw right, I need about six of those, though. I need a whole bunch of them. This ain't Tampa. This is a real playoff team with a real roster, real coach, real everything, mm. and they will roll you if you're sloppy with it. Show up. Make your name. This is a big Dak Prescott day if the Cowboys are going to win. Oh, right? Let's go. Playoff yeah. time. Rolling to the left, throwing right? back to the week, right. I need a bunch of those. Hey, week seven, week nine, Kyle. You don't get that. Playoff time, dude. Oh. It's playoff time. They matter. Divisional round. They matter. You got. I'm going with the quarterbacks as well, but I'm going from the defensive angle. Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. Those guys will have the biggest impact. Which one of them are going to show up the most? Which one is going to make the most plays and affect that quarterback position? For Micah Parsons, he lined up all over the field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trent Williams is on the other side for the San Francisco 49ers. How often will Dan Quinn put him to Trent Williams? How often will he put him in that linebacker spot? And will he align him on the other side of the offense to try to allow him to get the best matchup. Nick Bosa, we watched him in his wildcard weekend be able to affect Geno Smith, not only from making plays, but also creating plays for other guys around Mm -hmm. him, getting after the quarterback, making him uncomfortable on the fumble that Geno had. You watch Nick Bosa. He's the one who forced him up in the pocket to make that play. These are two superstars, two phenoms. We've talked about them as defensive players of the year for the entire season. Now we get a chance to watch them both on the same Field, and these guys have the most important job because we talk about it, the quarterback. He touches the ball every single play, and they can affect him with pass rush, and they also can tackle the running back as well. No team in the NFL was beating the 49ers in the second half last week. Mm. When it's going, I know, I know. It, it's going. And what it means is they're going to line their guys up. You're going to know what they're doing. There's not going to yep. be any gadgets. There's not going to be anything. It's, hey, we're going to go McCaffrey. We're going to run. We're going to run. We're going we're gonna to play action. We're going to get the ball to Debo. We're going to get the ball to Ayuk. We're going to get the ball to Kittle. We're going to get the ball to Juszczyk. We're going to go, go, go. When they get that locomotive going, and we saw it burn the Packers in multiple playoff games. We've seen it burn the Vikings in a playoff game a few years ago. When that run game is working for Kyle Shanahan and he's in his bag, there's no one that can stop it. If the Cowboys can stop the run... Mm-hmm. And they can sort of put a stymie on that thing and make Brock Purdy drop back and be a standard quarterback and have to dissect the defense, they got a shot. This is all going to come down to stopping the run and making Purdy beat you with his arm. He hasn't had to do that in a pure way yet this season because every time you think you've got the Purdy bottled up, the running game attacks you. I look at Elijah Mitchell. I look at Christian McCaffrey. I think of Raheem Mostert in that NFC Championship game against the Packers a few years back where he went for about 240 yards and had four touchdowns and Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball eight times. (laughs) This game will be a game in the fourth quarter if the Cowboys can stop that run. I know this sounds very in the weeds and it's not the usual Peter Schrager big storyline thing. 
This is it. This is the key to the game. If Brock Purdy's throwing the ball 40 times, it means we've got a close one at the end. If Brock Purdy's throwing this ball 15 times, it means the Niners have won by 25 points, and this isn't even a contest. Cowboys, commit to stopping the run. Dan Quinn, you, okay. know, you know Kyle Shanahan inside and out. DQ, that's what makes mm. this a game. Don't let McCaffrey go nuts, and don't let Kyle Shanahan get in his bag. Mm. I know what the prompter says, and but Peter just said, what's the Peter Schrager headline thing that you have to go with? Just imagine Right. Talk to us. It's the kicking game for the Cowboys. Let's get into what this. It's my doing? favorite topic of the week. I, so Sean, I so Sean O'Hare was here this week, and he was like, man, I'm, I'm on um, Kyle's Surface, and I got all the tabs lifted here. I'm like, wow, what Kyle? My tabs on my Surface literally read across as uh, GMFB Notes, yeah. Brett Maher, and Tristan, Viz- Tristan Vizcaina. That's the guy. That's it. That's all I care about. I want to know what is happening with those two gentlemen at all times this week. This is what the game is going to hinge upon the most. Not because I think it's going to come down to one, two, three points. I think because the narrative behind the Cowboys and the story that we know and love and obsess about this organization, that's the only way this thing is going, is the kicking game. We can talk about Micah Parsons. We can talk about Dak Prescott. But if this thing doesn't count, come down to the two feet on those two gentlemen, mm. then we are doing something wrong when it comes to NFL coverage. Because Brett Maher missed five extra points mm-hmm. over a span of two games straight. Five straight. Five straight. Yep. He had a good day at the a bad day at the office on Sunday. He had a good practice, made six kicks on Tuesday. They still signed Tristan Vizcaino to the pra- off the practice squad. Mm-hmm. He's around. They might have two kickers. What is happening? And Jerry Jones camera, it's everything. That is what this game can is. We, can we just set the stage? What if it's 2320? Yeah. Let's say 21 to 20. That's what you want. 21 to 20, yeah. 49ers. Dak Prescott gets him to the 30-yard line, mm-hmm. and out he comes Brett Maher at 8 o'clock Eastern with Burkhardt and Olsen and Aaron Andrews on the <sighs> call, and it's here comes Maher trotting out for a berth in the NFC Championship game. Will that not be the most televised moment in football history? That moment right there is Maher, Maher's trotting out. Maher, 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 I can't say his Ms. name. Miss <laughs> Listen, what if it's 21-14 and Dak throws a touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz to make it 21-20, extra point. and it's the extra point? Come on. I don't want to see that happen to somebody, but... It happened five times in a row to that guy. I cannot believe he's going to take so it. Is having a competition this weekend? Like, I was going to ask. Like, do you bring him in and have the team there and everybody I read about around? It. They said he was great in practice. I, I saw him mic'd up, too, C.D. Lamb. During the that. game, yeah. came over to him, kept going, we got you, we got you. You've had us a How million times. How many times, times did you do that? Four times? I, I think after the third time he stopped. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. You missed the fourth. What I mean. I hope we're, I hope we're wrong about this. I don't root against kickers, but oh, my God. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. 
Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.